Welcome back to the Hoof and Fang podcast. I'm Kurt Graves. And I'm Mathematics. What's new, dude? <laughs> um, so some... Did the dude throw yeah, you? Yeah, it did. Okay. You don't say dude often, so okay. I was like, whoa. Um, man, I've got a lot of cool stuff happening, actually. I've got... I wow, got brag much? Well, listen, <laughs> if I, I have some a platform to brag, I'm going to do it. All right. Uh, I got the first little sketch back for some chibis that I'm getting made of some dinosaur people. Um, I don't want to say too much and spoil it, but our p- patrons saw it. Patrons, patrons, our patrons on patrons? Patreon mm-hmm. uh, saw it today, and they're excited. I am too. I'm thrilled. Um, I also started a project in relation to the relic covers, mm-hmm. and so the ball's rolling on that. I've seen some initial sketches, and those look fucking mm-hmm. adorable. So those are TBD. I don't know when okay. exactly I can release more info, but that's really cool. So a lot of stuff happening on. The relic side. Okay. And I officially turned over uh, Wild Contracts 2 to my line editor. So they have it now. So that's like, now I don't have to look at it ever again until yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, we do the audiobook eventually. But like, right. yeah. So that's like one of the best parts, at least to me, which sounds awful, is when I can finally be like, I don't have to look at this book ever again. <laughs> like, it's done. It's just finalized. Mm-hmm. It can be like all the important bits are still fresh in my brain so I can still write, but I don't have to like read any more of it because I've read it 45,000 times at this point. So mm. yeah, it's nice, but yeah, some cool and stuff. And you're launching right into book three, right? Yeah, I'm working yeah. on it now. So I'm like actively writing some chapters. I think I'm like two or three chapters into book three. I had yeah. to stop because I I got myself stuck on something, but figured it out. So now all I can right. like continue there to go. So I'm hoping to really knock that out soon so yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of stuff a lot of sticks in the fire fantastic yeah what yeah. about you how was your week uh well it, it's tax season yeah we spoke about that i think a couple episodes ago so mm-hmm. i finally finished up that annoying task yeah uh in the process finding out that like the irs still thought we owed money from last year oh that's right and then having to like here's a here's a tip guys yeah. i finally at one point just googled like how to get a real person on the phone on mm-hmm. the IRS and found a blog of a CPA. Okay. Who walked me step by step through the IRS phone menu. Oh, wow. Of how to get to an actual person. It was literally like press one, press two, press two, wait until they give you, they ask you this question two times, mm-hmm. then they'll give you a different option. Press three, press zero, press. And it was just like exactly what you needed. And oh my we got God. a person. That's amazing. I'm yeah. going to probably have to ask you so for that eventually. if you ever eventually. need to call the IRS, <laughs> just, well, just Google it. Okay. Like, do what I did. Just yeah. how to get to a real person. I found this blog like right away and it was like. Nice. It worked. Yeah. So. Okay. Awesome. And the person helped us and everything was all good to go. But yeah, good. it is. It's always a fun slash sad thing to see how much money you made last year. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. I, I never it? like it. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. It's, I don't have it. It's gone. Right. I don't remember spending that much money. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big one. It's like, because if you look at it, like, as your total, like, over the year, you're like, no, Mm -mm. I never had that much money ever. But you did, technically, but just over, like, tiny little chunks. It's just all those little things about being an adult where, like, so much of your money is spent before it's even in your grubby little hands. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly it. It's so depressing. Yeah, yeah. Rent and car payments and Mm -hmm. insurance and all that bullshit. Yeah. It's like, this... Yeah. This is life. Yeah. I work this hard so mm-hmm. I can like get this brand of toilet paper. Right. Like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. I could not have a job and just live in the woods and I'd be yeah. breaking even. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Ugh. Uh, well, I suppose we won't do that, though. Yeah, I guess. For now. For now. <laughs> you know, if we suddenly disappear. <laughs> you know what happens. Don't look for us in the woods, because yeah. we want to be left alone. <laughs> Uh, so we released our February audiobook mm-hmm. last week, Faces yes. by A.M. Rose. That sweet little chef's kiss of a love story. Yes, very sweet. Uh, and it's time to announce our March book. Mm-hmm. And I think some people are going to be very excited about this. I think so, too. So our audiobook for March 2024 is the third book in the Flesh and Bone series by Joel Abernathy, Shift. Very exciting. I did the first two books years ago. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, I still have people coming at me and being like, are you ever going to do the third? Mm -hmm. Well, here it is, guys. It's going to be part of Hoof and Fang Audio. We will finally have the series completed. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so Shift will be coming to audio March 29th. It's very exciting. So if you are not already subscribed to the Patreon, uh, if you do it right now, you can still get last month's audiobook mm-hmm. and next month's audiobook yep. for 10 bucks. Yeah, this is the sweet spot for sure. Yeah, to, like, absolutely. To get both. So. so stay tuned for more information on that. But yes. we'll, be, we'll be doing that in March. Uh, it feels like, I mean, February always just feels like it come, comes and goes. And it's like, did we even do that? Yeah, right. So fast. I mean, so it's the shortest month, mm-hmm. but it's also like just in a weird part of the year too, where like I'm still kind of getting over January and then February is like a breath. And then you're like, oh, it's March. Like yeah. spring's happening. Like March is also busy, busy in quotes. Like it's my husband's birthday month. So now I've got like birthday planning on the brain. Mm-hmm. Whereas February, I don't really have anything important. Sure. So it just kind of flies by every year. Yeah. Yeah, taxes yeah. and Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's really about it. <laughs> I need to get started on my taxes. I probably knocked that out this weekend, but I'm like, oh, yeah. God, I don't want to do it. I know, I know. It's Sucks. no fun. It's really Especially not. when you have, when you like run your own business. and. Yeah, that's the part that takes the most time. Like before yeah. I started doing um, math stuff, it was just, you know, I just use TurboTax. Oh, yeah. Boop, boop, boop. But just now. enter all the numbers on your 1099s and yeah. you're like, okay, done. done. Yeah. Great. I had three jobs and it was as simple as like, boop, boop, boop. Mm-hmm. Now I have one. Yeah, and it's like Jesus. Yeah, it takes this you days. Is so much work. Yeah, it <laughs> sucks. Know? And there's like six 1099s, and then you have to make sure they all match what you put in your accounting system, and mm-hmm. then you're tracking down receipts from February of last year because yeah. it's like, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh yeah, I gotta remember the expense for that, and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what fun! This is great podcast. Yeah, content. great. I'm sure yeah, people, people are loving this. Yeah, starting into talk about us complaining about taxes, which is the most like thirty something thing mm-hmm. somebody could talk about. So, hey, yay! I'll do it while I still can. Hmm. Um. You know, speaking of reality and life and things just being kind of a a bummer. Um. Something that's kind of in my world right now is staying motivated when it feels like the world is on fire. Mm -hmm. It is very hard to stay creative and motivated to do your day job, do your writing, do anything that fulfills you when there's a lot of just gloom and doom happening just in the world in general and life. It's tough. So I thought maybe we would, we would chat about that. Sure. So, yeah, you know, uh, this takes me back to 2021, Mm -hmm. January 6th. Oh, yeah. Because that was the last time I f- remember feeling very acutely the like, the world is on fire. Mm-hmm. What, how, how can anybody be productive? Yeah. Like, how is anybody at work mm-hmm. doing things for job? 
Yeah. For job. For job. Like how, <laughs> yeah. how is any of this working? Like mm-hmm. we were still so thick in the pandemic. There were yeah. like, not that much has changed, but like yeah, yeah. we were still in a war in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the elect. And then like suddenly after yeah. four years of a president who I personally didn't care for. Um, <laughs> January, Shocker there. January, yeah. Suddenly there's like an insurrection and like yeah. you're watching live on the news, people breaking into the Capitol and like threatening to murder senators. And it's yeah. like, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't feel great. I don't, I don't think I'm recording this romance today. Yeah. Or. Much of anything for the next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. You, yeah. You just kind of like it. It was coping shutdown mode. Mm-hmm. I was like, can't. Yeah. Well, and sometimes that's kind of all you can do. Like when, when it, everybody has a limit and sometimes you're just like, nope, like mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to be a human today. I'm going to go be a potato because yeah. that's all I can manage to do. Right. So that happens. Like right. that's, that's the like last straw for mm-hmm. me like when i hit potato phase i'm like i gotta just be a potato right like that's it right um but whereas now i mean things yeah. are easy breezy <laughs> yeah the everything's pandemic great has turned into an epidemic mm-hmm. you know yeah the, everything's we only have fine. we have a couple wars going on but just you know in other places yeah, just a smatter we're entering a presidential election that's never stressful nothing's yeah especially <laughs> not in wisconsin oh of One course of six key swing states mm-hmm yeah, no, we're doing great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I don't really know that I can connect to this right now because, like, everything's going so well. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you know, my day job, like today, I found out there's massive layoffs that yeah. happened. Like, a couple of my friends got let go. And I'm like, God, you know, like, I, I still try to every day after work, after the day job, after we do our fun podcasty things. I try to go home and do at least an hour of writing, even if I really just don't feel like it. Like I try to get something done. Um, and I'm having one of those days where I'm like, the motivation is just not there. Yeah. So I typically, when I feel this level of just like, mm, I'm very close to potato phase. Um, but I think when I get home today, I'm going to try to like either re-listen to bits and pieces of an audiobook I really like, or mm. maybe sit down and read a comfort read for just like an hour to see if I can just like rev that engine again yeah. and be like, try to get those creative flow going when it comes to writing. And it's, it's tricky. It's either going to be where I'm like, I'll read something and be like, I cannot wait to try to craft something this beautiful. Like this has inspired me to be wonderful mm-hmm. or I'll swing the other direction and be like, I am a hack and I'm terrible and I'll right. never be this good. Um, but typically, if I read something that I really, really like, it'll help kind of get my brain into like prose mode and I'll start thinking like in a narrative style so then mm-hmm. I can just dive into it. But sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah. that's that's one of my little tricks when I'm not feeling great about creative stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before too. I th- I need to do something totally different. Yeah. So like when the well is dry for narrating, like I just have to do something different with my brain, mm-hmm. uh, something either more technical or creative in a different way, whether yeah. that's like building something with my hands or like yeah. painting something um, or, you know, starting a new podcast. Hey, there um, you go. I love to do that. <laughs> uh, you know, but like even the, the creative process of like editing and mm-hmm. like building the infrastructure of like, how are we going to gather information from people? Like those are all things. That when I do that, mm-hmm. it generally helps my brain come back to yeah. acting and narration. And I'm able to latch onto it 
yeah. a little bit better. Um, I also just like, uh, well, and also I take a medication to keep me focused. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's a big one. That's a that's, benefit. You know, that mm-hmm. was that was not present uh, for most of 2021 when I was mm-hmm. really struggling. Um, so like that helps me focus. Mm-hmm. Helps me to know that like some of my inability to focus is just those atypical neurological processes in my head. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you just have to say no brain. This is what we're doing now. Yeah. I know you don't want to. Yeah. (laughs) That's hard though. I know it's, it's not what you want to do, Mm -hmm. but it's what we have to do. Yeah. So yeah, here we go. Um, Deadlines are super helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a big one. So, um, scheduling properly really helps because it's like you don't want to ever I don't I'm not good with too much slack time yeah because it's it like give yourself an inch kind of thing and then suddenly you're mm -hmm. like building a shed instead of doing anything you're supposed to be doing right yeah yeah so uh you know those I mean these are all coping mechanisms that I've learned Mm -hmm. over the years to stay on track and the more you succeed at that the better you feel Mm -hmm. and I do think that sort of like feeds your future success because it's like all right i haven't i haven't missed a deadline i'm gonna knock on wood as i say this but i haven't missed a deadline in like three months Mm -hmm. like i stayed healthy everything got in on time like er, like things are firing even not like not every day not every day feels like you're firing on all cylinders Mm -hmm. but like generally things are going really well Mm -hmm. and that feels good so like let's keep that rolling yeah so yeah And then you do something silly, like go on vacation and come back and you're like, how do I what? Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) How do I job? I don't remember anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Too much of a break. And then your brain just is like, I don't actually remember how to spell. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what you're going to do to write a book. Thankfully, I don't need to know how to spell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really do. And I'm already crap at it. So (laughs) if my brain really is just like, I forgot how to spell window. So that's where we're at Mm -hmm. today. I'm like, cool. Right. But yeah, I, I do agree. Like sometimes... Like if if I can sit and read and like kind of reignite that creativeness, creativity, um, it it helps. But oftentimes I I'll do what you do and I'll do something totally not related or like maybe adjacent to it. Like I'll play a video game with mm-hmm. it, my favorites are ones with strong narrative, like storylines anyway, and that'll help because I'm like I still feel like I'm doing something not creative, but I'm also listening to a story. So I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, and then my brain will start go back to the story I yeah. should be writing or whatever, but. Yeah, it's either one. I, I'm trying to not let myself lean too much on video games this year. I'm actually trying to be cognizant that it can be a lot of a t- like a big time suck for me. Right. So I'm like forcing myself to be like, instead of firing up Baldur's Gate again for the 80th time, like sit and read something you know you love. Mm. And then just like, because especially if I've read it a hundred times or like reread an old favorite, I can remember why I gravitated towards it. And a lot of it is like, how things are crafted, like the prose is really good and I'm trying to get better at that anyway. Sure. So it'll kind of get me excited to be more creative on how I describe things. Be like, I can do this. Like, this is beautiful. Let's carry that into this story. Um, and that helps me be, like just motivate me to want to be that kind of author that somebody reads and is like, oh, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want to write like this. Um, so that helps me just get my ass out of the chair or into the chair, depending on yeah. the situation. But yeah, yeah, I think like sleep is another really important thing. Yep. Like if you find yourself consistently not feeling like working, like mm-hmm. check how much you're sleeping and yeah. the quality of your sleep. 
uh, cause that is often a, a trigger point for me where it's like, God, this is the third day in a row where it's like such a struggle to get in the booth. And it's yeah. like, when was the last time I slept for seven hours in a row? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need to think about that. Maybe like tonight's the night I take a melatonin and right? I'm slightly comatose for eight hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, Go to bed early. Just be like, nope, we're this time we're, we're taking the melatonin. We're yeah. going to bed. Yeah. 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 So that's part of it too. So yeah. It, it, I mean, and no one thing always works every time. Sure. Either. Yeah. And so there are the times when you just have to accept defeat. Yeah. And that happens. <laughs> and like, I think that's really hard because I, especially like I'll get in my head where if I, none of my little tricks work, I feel like I've failed somehow. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to re-gear my brain to like, it wasn't a failure. This is just what you need. You have yeah. to rest. You have to just let your brain turn off, go watch a movie. It's fine. Yeah. Like that's part yeah. of it. Part of the career, like refilling my well is watching old movies. I like a lot because the story is great or you like the actor cause he's cute. Who cares? You know what I mean? Right. Just like let yourself unclench that those fists of feeling like you're failing or that you have to be productive all the time. That's a big one for me. Yeah. Like if I don't feel like I'm working on my author stuff all the time, I feel horrible because it's, something that I'm choosing to do and it's something that I want to hopefully one day do as my full-time job. Mm -hmm. So if I don't feel like I'm treating it like that all the time, then I'm slacking or I don't care. And that's not right. true, but it's hard to turn that little voice off in your head sometimes. Right. And just preemptively, I'm going to say, if mm -hmm. you're out there and you're listening and thinking, wow, that must be nice to be mm -hmm. able to just walk away from work when you don't feel like doing it. I had an office job for many, many years. Yeah. I know that that happens there too. Mm -hmm. There are days when you're just like, no, it's not yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah. I will answer emails and I will respond with the bare minimum amount of effort to the things I absolutely must. But yeah. like today's a day where I sit at my desk until the, I no longer have to be here. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, that was my day today. Day. Yeah. To, I mean, after hearing that a bunch of my friends got fired, do you think mm -hmm. I got anything done? Hell no. Right. I responded to some emails and I was like, I'm going to just make some podcast graphics today. Like mm -hmm. I am not dealing with that shit. Right. So you yeah. just come back at it stronger tomorrow. I'll, I'll, whatever I missed today, I will get done mm -hmm. tomorrow. I, nothing will slack. I won't make anybody else's life harder, but yeah, sometimes you just Day jobs are no exception. Sometimes you, you just can't. You need a yeah. mental health day. You need to just be like, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> not today. Yeah. But yeah, it's tough. But motivation can be a slippery mistress. Right, right. Well, and the grass is always greener. Oh, like, for there, sure. There are some days now where I am like, I'm jealous of the people with office jobs. I'm like, oh, it must be so nice to just yeah. like have to be somewhere from this time to this time. And mm -hmm. you have a set amount of things you're supposed to do in a day. And then yeah. when you leave... That's it. You don't think about it until you come back the next day. Right. Oh, that'd be so nice. You know, mm -hmm. and there are parts of that that are lovely. Oh yeah. I used to really enjoy it. Like mm -hmm. when, I, when I, when I got the, when I got that jo office job where it really truly was like you clock out at four 30 and you're mm -hmm. done. Yeah. And you're not expected to think about it or do anything until you come back the next morning. Right. I was like, this is in, I get paid to do this. Yeah. You, you don't expect me to like answer emails until eight or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, wait, I'm not allowed to put my business email on my phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you don't allow that. Yeah. Uh, okay. No shit. Like, right. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic, great. Fantastic. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. so I mean, I think 
there there are good and bad parts too to all of it for sure but um we we fall where we need to in a yeah. capitalist society that requires us to work to afford things like you know food and healthcare and yeah exactly you know. yeah that's what it is what do we do yeah you just you try new tricks and sometimes you potato like yeah. that's that's it that's yeah. how life goes. <laughs> and you know what else is a really fun motivator? Mm. Money. Yeah. That was, I figured that was eventually going to come down to like, if you don't get in the booth or if I don't write that book, I'm not going to make any money and then mm-hmm. I can't keep making more booths or making more booths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Making more booths. Mm-hmm. That's what I do on my side project. Um, that would or, actually be quite lucrative. People yeah. Right. Really sound booths. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people I could refer yeah. you to. Hey, well, that'll be my next project then. I'll sure. get into I making would love booths. to see you. Yeah. Make a sound. Have booth. you ever seen me try to hang up a picture? It's hysterical. So yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, I haven't. Yeah, there's a reason. Yeah. Um, you had to help me hang up the whiteboard. I failed at yep. that one miserably. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will not be constructing anything. Uh, but yeah, money's also a good one. Yes, <laughs> you gotta live. Yeah, so that'll is. that'll Some, like sometimes fire that's like oh, what am I like? Do I have to do this? Yeah, yeah, because. You got to eat. You want, yeah. You want to get paid. Mm-hmm. All right. And I will say like, and you know that I've been struggling with this a lot lately because mm-hmm. without naming names, like there has been an issue mm-hmm. with an ongoing series with us, with a co-narrator yeah. who is so far behind yeah. that I am not getting paid for those projects until months later. Yeah. And when you're not getting paid for work that you've done months ago, it's mm. real hard to find the motivation to do the work today. Oh it's yeah. Like, when will I see this money? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not like it'll show up in a paycheck every two weeks. Right. Yeah. That's a big one. Cause you still got to work even if you, you're mm-hmm. broke. Right. That sucks. And it's like, wow. You know, yeah. So I really, I'm really treasuring the the projects I have on the calendar right now because they're mostly just me projects. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it's awesome. That's what we love. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's all Kurt. Yes, and, all Kurt. And it's all Kurt, and as soon as it's done, it's done, and yes. then I can submit the invoice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that is nice. Yeah, and yeah, I, I mean, it just to acknowledge, like sometimes other people fuck with your flow, dude. Yes, yeah. that's a big one. Just people come in and just tear things down, like just. Either on purpose or not, usually yeah. not, but like just, you know, they got their own drama going on and then you're trying to just, like what I always say is I just want to write my dumb little gay books mm-hmm. and then like the world's crashing down or like, you know, husband comes home and he's commandeers the entire office and I'm like, all right, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it just sucks. So. Yeah. 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 Well, ah, yeah. that was fun. Yeah. Remember last week when we did that really fun thing with the awards? Yeah, now we're this like, makes up for it. Yeah, yeah we're like, ah, oh, <laughs> things are kind of hard right now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I do just want to mention though that if you are members of our Patreon, uh, we are putting out some requests for uh, your feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check that out today. In real time, if you're listening to this uh, the day it is released, Mm -hmm. uh, go check the Patreon because we are asking some questions and we are looking for your feedback. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And today we are talking to our first returning author guest, Mm -hmm. J.S. Harker. Uh, She joins us for a second time to chat about her new release, Vicious Waltz, which is the second book in her Fang and Dagger series. Welcome back to our very first return guest on the Hoof and Fang podcast, author J.S. Harker. Welcome, welcome. Hi. So good to be able Thanks to for, chat with you thanks again. Thanks for having me back. Oh, yeah, we I'm love having excited guests. excited to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 
This is this is a f- I'm I'm just thrilled somebody wanted to come back. Hopefully that means it went well the first time. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a yeah, good sign. I I had a lot of fun the first time, and I did sit through and and listen to the interview just yesterday to make sure it's like okay, I'm not going to try to repeat myself too much because I've gotten to do this before. Oh, smart. So, yeah, that's my bad. I'm idea. sure we both did the same thing uh-huh. because that would be uh, the professional thing to do. Would have been to review that episode, which is a thing we all did. Of course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So anything that we repeat is on purpose. Yes. Because we like Mm. the topic so much. Excellent. And we were reminded of it Mm -hmm. when we listened again. Yes. But moments ago. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. No, no. I did have one birthday thing. My birthday is this Saturday. So the last episode came out around Kurt's birthday. And this one's around mine. And just funny. To me, that's all. That's crazy. Oh, nice. Weird coincidence. Yeah. I know. Yours is in July, mm-hmm. right? May. May. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew it was later. Yeah. It's <laughs> not too far away from that. Yeah. <laughs> it, we're uh, friends. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll come back. And, it's on my calendar. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's how I'm so shitty with birthdays that, like, mm-hmm. I, my phone has to be like, call somebody. And I'm no. like, oh, happy birthday. No. Yeah. Um, well, I was just going to say, like, we will talk book stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. yes holidays and a new year have happened since we last chatted so yeah. just like mm-hmm. how's life how are you oh uh, um well i got to go on a vacation and then i got sick so my brain is like we're behind on words and i'm like no it doesn't matter we got we got to see vicious waltz come out in january and we got to have good holidays yeah. and I, it's been a good time so far this year all right so we have had a book come out (laughs) now let's talk books yes Yes. Uh, i remember being very enthusiastic about this title Mm -hmm. when last we spoke so now it is out in the world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. vicious waltz has been out for a couple of weeks now uh the third book will be wicked games i have decided the title um nice and book two has ended on such a cliffhanger that it's been I, I will admit that I am an author who reads my reviews. Like, I know that the reviews are for readers and I don't ever comment upon them. Um, but I am because I always want to grow my craft by figuring out what people liked, what people hated. And so it's been fun to see everybody really, really dig the cliffhanger. They're like, this cliffhanger is worth it, but I need book three now. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, this is this is what I was going for. That's that's why it's like I have the feeling evil sweatshirt on right now is uh i'm feeling a little evil on that whole cliffhanger thing but it's it's really working and it's a it, it was the first time i took that big narrative leap in that direction and did one of those and i'm really happy that fans are enjoying it so far that's awesome. a hell of a gamble too because yeah. man readers feel very strongly about cliffhangers so yeah. i'm glad it's, it worked I, in your favor yeah I put it uh, in my content discretion page at the very, like, there is a, it's like, I make note of there is a strong cliffhanger here. Like, if you don't like strong cliffhangers, here is your warning. I am warning you, Mm -hmm. not just other readers. I am warning you. There's a strong cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that that is in there for them. As well as other, uh, like, obvious, um, well, not obvious. As well as other stuff that I believe uh, readers should have a chance to to be warned about. Because, you know, even though we are in urban fantasy genre and there's a lot of uh, stuff that gets... There's a lot of 
subjects that are um that can be very traumatic and triggering for people and you don't know what everybody's you know baggage is and what baggage will open up and start ringing 50 alarm bells and you deserve to give people that warning that like hey this stuff might wind up setting off the alarm bells and mm-hmm. right. so i i made sure um vicious waltz was really the first one i've put together that kind of page for but vicious waltz is really the first one that really starts diving in rather than skimming past these subjects mm. um, now just so. in case somebody is listening and hasn't gone back mm-hmm. and listened to the first episode uh vicious waltz is the second book in your fang and dagger series Correct. uh can you give us a brief recap of what wrong hunt the first book was about and then how it leads into vicious waltz Wrong Hunt is the story of Zachary Wright, who is a 20-year-old vampire hunter from a family of two families of vampire hunters who's out to make a name for himself. And while his family is out on a mission, he winds up answering an email, seeing that there is a hunt in a town called Tallyville, Tennessee, uh, that, you know, there's a vampire to go slay here and since he wants to prove himself he jumps in the car goes to tennessee doesn't really double check his information and he winds up opening roger's coffin uh roger had been put into an enchanted sleep uh which zach doesn't know when he first does it like zach takes note that oh there's some magic runes here this is a bit more than extra but whatever i'm gonna kill a vampire uh, and so Roger opens up the coffin, you know, he ro- Roger wakes up and they have a little uh, fight about it. And we wind up in a very enemies to lover type situation um, with the oh, vampire no. hunter oh, trying no. to kill a vampire. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, they also end up in a hotel room with only one bed. But. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, no. But Roger convinces Zach that the better mission would be to kill his sire rather than him. And Zach's like, your sire is Seamus, this ancient vampire. And that would be a really, really huge feather in the cap. And then people really couldn't deny my, my legend or legacy at all. Um, and so they spend the first book uh, in Tallyville, getting Roger's strength back, figuring out, uh, Roger is teaching Zach these different manners to get along in vampire society. Um, and then, of course, uh, none of that will go exceptionally well. I don't know how many of the listeners have read all the way through, but there are hiccups. And there's a much bigger hiccup at the very end that I'm not going to, to I'll say. We'll avoid way. spoilers. Yeah, yeah. You'll avoid that spoiler there. Um and Vicious Waltz picks back up when they're getting ready to leave Tallyville and finally go to Chicago, um, which is a whole ball of fun because Tallyville is this like nice, uh, supernatural utopia of sorts. The vampires and werewolves, everybody really seems to get along. Uh, and that is not the case in Chicago. The vampires are a lot more vicious um, in Chicago. And so they have to navigate a lot more problems and they have other people to consider as well as um, they wind up. Roger has other donors, um, which is what he considers the people he drinks blood from. Uh, 
He considers them donors. Sometimes they're called pets. And so he's got two more pets with him. And then uh, they also have another vampire in their little hotel suite um, who's becoming one of my favorite vampires, uh, Takashi Sato. And he is like the missed connection. Like he and Roger hooked up a couple of times, but they never had a chance to develop a relationship. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, um, they, they, it winds up being a slow burn poly for this series, which was not something I originally intended, but Takashi just like showed up and I'm like, I can't ignore the chemistry going on here. Cause he has it with Roger. He has it with Zach. The three of them have it together. I'm like, is this, they finally felt rounded out together more so than, than like Roger and like Roger and Zach were a great couple, but like Takashi really made them all like a really good poly triad there. So did you like, did you know that was going to happen or did that surprise you? It was a little surprising. Um, not entirely because Roger was always more of a poly mindset in general. He, um, it was one part defense mechanism and just one part how, uh, how he loves is just, he loves a lot of people in a lot of different ways and monogamy isn't after a few hundred can, years probably seems kind of yeah. boring. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. And he would have done the monogamous thing with Zach. They do have a very serious conversation with a lot of sexy times, but they do have a conversation about it where Roger's like, if, if you don't want to add other people to this, we won't add, like we won't expand this. I'm fine with that. You don't need to feel the pressure to, to do that. And, Zach, you know, sits through the situation and he's like, no, you know what? It's not, it's not really fair. And I think I do want to kind of explore this. And, um, they soon add Takashi to their, their triad and make themselves a little triad there, which, um, is fun. And in book three, we are going to see, uh, Takashi's point of view. We don't have a point of view chapter from him in book two, but we do get it in book three. Um, which is fun. He's he's very different from Roger and Zach, and it has been a lot of fun exploring that as well. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really that sounds like a lot of fun. And I always love it too when like characters kind of take the reins and explode a little bit more than you thought they would. Like I've yeah. I've had those side characters that show up and I'm like, I love you more than I thought I would. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're just so good. And then you're like, okay, they're all of a sudden now they have the spotlight. Like that's just such a fun feeling. Yeah. There are so many different uh, side characters in these books as well. Um, that feel like they're 100% people. Mm -hmm. um, one of them is uh, Zach's friend, Blake, who is a newer werewolf who we meet in book one and see again in book two. and. I I would love to eventually spin her off and maybe have her own book, but she all, I know that other stories that I'm working on, she may show up in them as well as part of this community of, of supernaturals in Chicago. And it's great having these side characters who even have their goals and their own lives and really can sometimes only do like a check-in because they have too many other things going on in their own lives to, to like, I can't sit for your main character's plot. I'm my own main character doing my own thing. You know? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Uh, mm. I love the idea of a spinoff series. Yeah. 
Um, I do have, I'm really hoping to put one out um, about midsummer, uh, probably later than that, because I'm always more ambitious with how fast I think I can write my books. But Amen. I'm uh, the same yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I can write 70,000 more words and get this book done by the end of this month. So goes the editor at, at uh, and it's like, wait, it's the 13th. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can still do that. But I don't need to sleep. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I I, I'll exactly set those what dead- doing. Yeah. yeah. I'll set those deadlines and be yeah. like, oh, psh, 100,000 words by April. Sure. And it'll be like April 1st. And I'm like, I'm not done. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I think it's like a universal author trait. Like we'll, we'll knock yeah. out like two books and be like, I know exactly what I'm doing. And it's been alive for like six years. <laughs> I don't think yeah. we talked a lot about the setting the last time you came on. Um, no, I don't think that we have yet. So like what, why Chicago? Uh, well, I'm an Illinois girl, and so I'm like, what's the biggest city I can think of? It's Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, for the, those who don't know, um, being an Illinois girl means she's a terrible driver. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am great. I am a fantastic driver. No, nope. Illinois a, people cannot no. drive. They are terrible drivers. I think they teach you to do that on purpose just to annoy the rest of us in the states around you are you just trying to pick a fight with our guests no, I, it's, it's this is a long-standing a, rivalry <laughs> it's not my fault it's been a while since i've been in wisconsin but i will say when i went over the border to iowa and was driving in iowa i'm like why is everybody so polite here how did everybody come to a complete stop what is this chaos uh, uh that is the law that is that's what we're all supposed to be doing <laughs> <laughs> you clearly haven't driven in like Georgia or Florida. Or- oh no, I have, and they're also. But like okay. in the Midwest, you got to admit the Illinois folks, you're the bad guys. <laughs> you're the problem children of the we, road. Of the road. Of the road. There are many wonderful mid- things about Illinois. <laughs> I live in the middle of the state. It is a very long time for me to get to any of the other states to know what the rest of y'all drive like around these parts. <laughs> sorry Uh, sorry for the interruption i just felt like we have a responsibility in this podcast to like be (laughs) culturally informative and like make sure people know okay okay we're also being if we're being culturally informative on this front Uh for the record it's chicago and the suburbs that drive crazier than the rest of us that's probably true we don't drive we don't drive quite like that and they are closer Um, so like mm -hmm. they get the bulk of their of your representation yeah yeah that's true yeah and and when they want to go somewhere they probably think oh we'll go to like wisconsin and stuff Mm -hmm. like that rather than downstate yeah um fair (laughs) fair (laughs) So we'll blame. Yeah, Sh- no. So speaking of terrible <laughs> Chicago, Chicago drivers, yes. uh, terrible dr- Chicago. Chicago. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, several of the like, a couple, several of the series that like really impacted me as you know growing up and and growing into my authorship, um, has been like Anita Blake, Harry Dresden, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and so Buffy, you know, West Coast, but. Anita and, and Harry are both in the Midwest and I wanted to uh, contribute to Midwest. And if I need to do research, Chicago's a lot easier to get to. Right. Than trying yeah. To create like sure. an authentic New York. Um, and there's always just kind of been a little bit of a lure of the city for me um, because you have all these great big buildings and all these mashup 
neighborhoods. Um, and then you have all the different suburbs. And And I went to school up uh, at Northern Illinois University. So, hmm. um, so yeah, I was in DeKalb, which is, you know, if you live downstate, you think it's a suburb. It's nice. Nobody in, nobody around Chicago would think it's actually a suburb. Um, but it's like, oh, it's only an hour to the city. Yeah, because it takes forever right. because there is always a traffic jam. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so you can be in so, Chicago and it can take you an hour to get to Chicago. That's right. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's true of a lot of major cities, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's something about infrastructure that we just don't have. Uh, Let's not start right. on that. Right? That's what that's I'm saying. Then it just right. turned into three people being mad about stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so Chicago's really a big city that I'm a little bit more familiar with over the other ones. And um, there hasn't really been uh, a big... Like, like I said, other than like Harry Dresden, but that's a mage and that's been going on for a while. And mm-hmm. while there are vampires in it, they're a very completely different vibe of vampire than mine. And so I was just like, that's the city I'm going to play stuff in. Yeah. No, it's a really great setting for any kind of fiction book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in our Patreon plug, plug, plug. Um, <laughs> we're reviewing the Animorphs series and they never tell us what city oh, yeah. they're in, but it's mm-hmm. amazing how <laughs> diverse the geography is yeah. around this city that they never tell us about. Uh, and Chicago has a lot of the same hallmarks. It's mm-hmm. right on a large body of water. It's not far from farmlands. If you need something rural, right. Uh, it is a major city with all the culture that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, yeah. It's a it's a good yeah, hub the, uh, for yeah. fiction stories. For sure. The the vampires um in my setting will have um they'll create something called, that they call donor houses, which is pretty much where they pay humans like we you know, you feed us, we pay you. It's a whole it's a whole vibe. Some of them are more reputable than others. Um and so one of the vampires uh, was able to build like a huge kind of sprawling mansion inside of the last 30 years just by like going to the suburbs of Chicago because there is still that much. I mean, she probably bought up some people's lands and, and a farm or two, mm-hmm. but uh, there was still, you know, she was able to buy and build this and still be within an hour of the city, really, especially the great thing is Chicago's traffic kind of like really dies down at night. And I don't feel like it happens that way and necessarily like maybe Atlanta a little bit, but other major cities, it like the loop just goes silent. Mm. <laughs> at least the last time I was, I was there around midnight, which for vampires is great. Cause you know, they don't have to worry about the traffic when they're getting to their different places. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that a major city would, chill out at oh night. yeah i think it would be the other direction like it just well, be bonkers i mean no. you do have even it, if you're just driving through chicago you go mm-hmm. through the loop so oh, okay mm-hmm. commuter traffic would stop even if like local yeah folks are still going to and from the bars and like it has pretty decent uh public transportation mm-hmm. in that part of the city between the l and bus lines and gotcha. taxi services so like if you're going out to the bars there's not a lot of reason to like take your own car yeah Plus parking in chicago yeah. is terrible yeah so yeah yeah if you're not commuting to and from work or passing through like you're right the loop gets real quiet because i used to be a traveling yeah. salesperson and sometimes i'd be sometimes i'd be driving back home mm-hmm. and i'd be going through chicago and it would be 11 o'clock midnight 1 a.m and like it is you just you just go it's just like highway that's crazy you know whereas and i mean i haven't driven through other 
large cities at that time of night. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they, the large interstates go through the city in the same yeah. way they do for Chicago. Oh, well, they do in Atlanta. They go, Atlanta has some sure. dissecting it really big. Well, and I mean, and, I shouldn't say they don't yeah. in other cities. No. The other two big cities like LA and New York. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fair. Uh, but like Atlanta, Minneapolis, Minneapolis is the same way you the interstate mm-hmm. goes right through. So, but yeah, Chicago. Now we've had a fun conversation about how easy it yeah. is to drive through Chicago <laughs> at night. Well, now I know. See, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've learned come, something. Yeah. Come to the Midwest, drive through Chicago, not during the day. <laughs> yeah, only at night. Don't you try want, to drive yeah, into yeah. or out of Chicago during nope. the day. It's a pain in the ass. You want Hop the, a train. Uh, yeah. you, you want the vampire experience? You drive through the night. Now, of course, mm. like, of course uh, a lot of the places, especially in the loop, like everything shuts at 6 p.m. That's why <laughs> there's nobody there. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, and I was just thinking, too, like. If you're writing a story about a group of people who are trying to be discreet about their activities, mm-hmm. um, big cities are a great place to put them. Oh, yeah. 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 Makes sense. And, and vampires, yeah. vampires need to feed, too. And it gets a lot more noticeable if everybody's showing up with like holes in their wrists or their neck or wherever else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bigger population, you can feed more vampires with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah, like- Stephanie Myers. <laughs> With your vampires in a forest. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, we can't blame just her. Like, Vampire Diaries is also in a small town. Um, Charlene Harris put us in a small town for um, a bulk of the Sookie Stackhouse books. There you go. Yeah. It can be done. Of course. It's trickier. I yeah. Think. Well, to be fair, I th- think in Sookie Stackhouse they really only have one in their little podunk town and then mm-hmm. the rest are in a nearby somewhat big city. Right. Bigger and they don't do a very good job of staying secret. They don't. No. I mean the whole you know premise on that uh is that they're uh just coming out into the yeah. light as they were putting it and I think. Mm-hmm. So so that just reinforces the it's better yeah. to be in a big city and yeah. otherwise we're yeah. picking a fight with uh, other people, some well, pick a fight with Stephanie Myers. That's a way to get traffic to the website. <laughs> yeah, there you uh, go. It'll increase our SEO because we're <laughs> we're in a feud with Stephanie Myers. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that'll no, go smashing. No, I don't. I'm sure she cares a lot about <laughs> yeah. what we think. Yeah. Jesus. Zach would be very upset with us. Zach, uh, my main main character, Zach, is actually a little bit of a Twilight fan, or at least of the movies. Um, and he makes Roger watch them. It's hilarious. Aww, that's amazing. But, that's adorable. Yeah, I love that. Well, yeah, because he's also of that age where, where like, you know, because he's a few years younger than I am. And by that, I mean, actually quite a lot that I don't like to think about. But uh, we don't need to go there. Yeah, no, he's a young adult. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I was thinking about like, OK, as he's growing up, what what would he watch that was like sacrilegious in his house, which would have been Twilight because they're a hunter's family. And that would be vampire mm-hmm. propaganda. And then I'm like, what would have been his like bio awakenings? And it's like, oh no, it was Twilight. He it was Twilight. <laughs> I love it. I love Twilight. <laughs> this is Amazing. how this is how this boy knew he was into everybody was that everybody in Twilight was too pretty. And it came out at about the time that he was like around eleven or twelve, I think, at the time that it would have come out. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this is why it has a special place in his heart. <laughs> That's great. Oh man. Yeah, that's bringing yeah. back some 
adolescent memories. Um, <laughs> hmm. What vampires made me gay? I wonder which. <laughs> the answer is which all ones of them. Were. Yeah. yeah, just vampires in general. Which I ones think. were responsible for yeah. that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've talked about Fang and Dagger mm-hmm. and a possible spinoff yep. series. Is there anything else that yep. you're working on that we should know about? Um. Let's see here. Um. I really, really, really. So I have my tit for tat series, which was a series of um, they were originally written like the first two were originally written for Dreams Spun Beyond. And I've since taken them back, republished and put out the third, which was um, so the first one was tit for tat. The second was his fairy prince. And the third one is a Midsummer Night's Party. And it was like a winter fairy, a Halloween fairy, you know, Halloween fall and a summer fairy. And part of me really wants to do a version of that, but have it be um, FF instead of male male. Um, and so I have an idea and I still have to, I don't want to commit to it too much because I want it out for this Christmas, but I doubt it'll happen this Christmas. Manifest this idea of, <laughs> Just right? put it out there in the universe. Just manifest. Um, but so the pr- basic premise of it is um, kind of going back to a little bit of the tit for tat format and it being that there is a girl who, or I should say a young woman who's uh, got the sort of job she hates at Santa's workshop, but she's trying to make it through college. And then there is the uh, young woman who is a fairy, you know, at least fae born, possibly. I have this idea that Santa's village in this fairy realm that I've been constructing is actually a bunch of different like Santa's houses because uh, part of my structure for my my supernatural type stuff or my paranormal has always been that belief systems are what create these things. And so with mm. there being so many ideas and interpretations of Santa that it's actually like this huge little, like huge little, that's a oxy <laughs> <one on> there. <laughs> we write books. <laughs> yeah, we write books. I put all the good words in the books. They don't come out of my yeah. mouth. They go into my I'm all out of good words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all out of good words. Um, but so, uh, yeah, I have this perfect little bit idea of, of this village that is filled with all these different versions of Santa and that one of Santa's daughters is like, I want to go see the mortal world and goes off and finds love in the mortal world is the basic idea for it. But it's very basic and I can't really commit to actually getting it out this year though. I want to. (laughs) Well, I guess we Uh, will just wait and see. Yeah. That's all we can do. Really peer pressure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for coming back on the pod yeah. and chatting more with us Thanks. and letting us know about your continued work in the Fang and Dagger series. Go get Vicious Waltz right now and keep your eyes open mm-hmm. for Wicked Games coming soon, mm-hmm. but we're not yes. committing to a timeline. <laughs> no. Hopefully before <laughs> summer actually strikes. But. And, and you know what? Summer yeah. is like, That's a couple what months? does that mean yeah, really? So far, exactly. Right. 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 So it could be like <laughs> August the thirty first and it would still count still as summer. summer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you will come back again. Let us know when you have something more to okay. chat about and we'll uh I will. You can be our, our returning guest a third time. Yes. Ooh. Oh, we have that we have that cruise we should talk about at some point. Oh. Are you doing yeah. the cruise? 
I'm doing the cruise. I'm We're on the, doing the cruise. Reader's cruise. Yeah. All right. There's we'll there's gonna be there's a, at least over twenty of us already signed up for it. But yeah, the interesting thing with that is that they've only like they want to keep the amount of readers to uh, creators balanced, and so mm-hmm. the more readers that sign up and go on the cruise, the more creators get to come, which is. Which is an interesting. See, you already know more done. about this than I do. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I, I pay attention a, to the emails. I have oh, <laughs> been emailing well, us. Okay, I'm getting Haven't called out on my me? own podcast <laughs> for not reading the emails. <laughs> but I don't. Not, <laughs> and, and to be fair, and to be fair, there have been some of the posts in the uh, the Facebook group as well. That um, there's a Facebook and group and. There's a Facebook. There's two Facebook groups. There's one for us and there's one for everybody. I, uh, yeah. The, I mean, this is a true situation of Joel being like, will you please come on this cruise? And I, and I was like, no. And then he's like, no, please come on this cruise. And I was like, okay. So I'm going on a boat. You August. sound so excited yeah. about it. I'm nervous. Yeah. Me yeah. and boats, we don't get along. Mm. So like, Ooh. we shall see. You can sign up for your excursions too. Oh, it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. It, it it's happening. I'm going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'll have a great time. I know some people who are going who I'm very excited to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very You'll nervous about being on a boat. I I am a little bit as well. Not so. That's uh, Joel will be hearing about it if I do not have a great time because he promised me I would. And he said, it's such a big boat. You don't even notice that you're on a boat. Well, well I'm going to wind up noticing because I have a, like a veranda room and I would hope I notice I'm on a boat. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, right? Well, like, hopefully it just feels like ocean. a large hotel. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it's hopefully. moving all the time because that will do me in. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe we'll be uh, having <laughs> no. some in-person interviews, or maybe I'll be spending the whole time in a bathroom. Well, uh, only time will tell. Yeah, hopefully, the, yeah. <laughs> but, hopefully the fun stuff. But yes, if you are if you haven't already and you want to sign up for the Rainbow Readers Cruise, uh, well, just Google that Rainbow Readers Cruise. It's the only one. Yeah, I don't know the exact <laughs> website. It's probably RainbowReadersCruise.com probably. or something like that. Yeah, I think it Google is it. actually. Check it out. Find them on the social medias. Join us on the boat. I'm sure we'll all have a great time (laughs) on the boat. It'll be fun. It'll be great. It'll be a good time. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So on that note, we will say thanks again for coming on. We will chat with you again soon. I will see you in Mm -hmm. October, if not before. Yeah. And uh, not October. August. Yeah. August. August. I'll see you in August. August. I'm like, October my, is a different conference. Getting my cons mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I'll see right? you in August, yep. if not before. And okay. uh, perhaps uh, we'll have you on the pod again before that as well. So, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I don't Thanks know how to end it back. now because I like ended it. <laughs> and then well, we started got- talking about something else. This is such a Midwestern <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. No, it is like, so Midwestern. Everyone's standing the by Midwestern the door with their jackets on at this yeah. point. You know what? I, it's, we're done. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you again to JS for popping in to chat. Uh, you can grab Vicious Waltz, the second book in the Fang and Dagger series right now. And as always, uh, her uh, social media information is in the show notes. Mm-hmm. If you, not if you want to, I'm telling you, yeah, go follow her. Yeah, go check it out. You go follow 
her. <laughs> she's she's come on the podcast twice, goddammit. Yeah, you she's go my follow twin. follow her Instagram. Exactly. If you love me, you have to love JS. That's just the rule now. Yeah. So. We're the and same we're getting, person. We're getting bossy. Yeah. Here in 2024. <laughs> um, and also make sure you're following Hoof and Fang in all of the places. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, and of course, always the best place is as a member of our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, go check that out. And uh, it, whether it's as a free member or a paid member, uh, we are still asking for your feedback. So, yeah. For sure. Uh, we're looking for some questions. So, Indeed. yeah. Make sure you're checking that out and, and uh, following us there whether you are a paid member or not. And we will be back next week when we will be talking to a very special guest, mm-hmm. the other half of Maz's brain, yeah, Jessica Johnson. Indeed. Bye. Bye.